Biscuits, sweet, sweet, sweet biscuits. <laughs> Here we sit. Oh. We're trying to do number forty-five <clears throat> for the second time. Yeah, tell tell everyone what happened last week. <laughs> last week, what day was it? Thursday. Well, it was Thursday. We recorded episode forty-five. Mm-hmm. We went to save and upload the episode so we could listen to it, and I had a malfunction. And I don't want to blame Anchor because there are our only sponsor so it's hurtful <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds but us anchor i don't know what was going on with you last thursday but i couldn't get my your laptop was doing something weird though oh my god that weird thing but it was anchor it was when anchor. i went onto the anchor website there was a search bar that doesn't even exist on their website that in the search bar said <laughs> I, can't, I wish i should have taken a picture like doctor somebody's birthday doctor tom Fiorentino's 94th surprise birthday, <laughs> which I was like, I mean, maybe that's a podcast on Anchor, but why would I ever want to listen to that <laughs> snooze? It's just some weird floating yeah. search bar this thing, and then in the I middle thought, of her screen. Is that a sign? Oh. What if I'm supposed to be there right now? Yeah. Or I'm like, have Who you been he? hacked? I didn't even know him for his first 93 birthday. Anyways, something happened. Maybe it was Dr. Tom. Maybe it was his 94th birthday, but that episode, just none of our segments uploaded except our last segment, which was possibly the worst one that we debated tossing <laughs> all together. The entire like 10 minutes yeah. is just me going, I mean, you could delete this. You could delete but this, I'm right? Keep talking. Yeah. The first 60 minutes gone. Yeah. Well, I think in hindsight, I think it was the universe wanting us to be closer to the date yes the magical date and yes. and do you know what else what today's 2 22 22 on a tuesday yeah magril yeah it's something about so, pluto rising today it's something very special you're supposed to take the day and grab the bull by the horns mm. the last time this day existed in some weird way um according to pluto was like july 4th 1776 which was a very important day for the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And apparently this Wait, cycle, how is that the same? I don't know. Planet-wise, not number-wise. Well, I was reading about it and I forget. <laughs> but yeah, it's planety, not so numbery. This Okay, I got, I got a screen chat. Okay. Um, Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022 is going to fall on a Tuesday, a.k.a. Tuesday. Mm -hmm. This is the day where we're going to experience Pluto returns. The last time Pluto returned was on July 4th, 1776. Okay. We've been feeling its effects for the last few years. And once it's gone, this is going to be the last we experience it in our lifetimes. So this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to create change. Use Pluto's energy to be the person you always wanted to be. What? Yeah. So what are the effects of Pluto's return? Just change? Change. I feel Be like that that's change. a common theme. Well, I actually... In these astrology... Almost trashed this because uh, I found the, the messages a little bit confusing. A little vague. But since I started talking about it... Um, I'm Googling it. Yeah. What are the effects of Pluto's... What does it mean? Pluto return is an event that's been 248 years mm -hmm. in the making. The planet Pluto 
represents death and rebirth. It takes more than 240 years for Pluto to return to the same position it originated when a natal chart began. So 248 years in the making. Here we are, mm -hmm. everybody. We've so I guess it. death and rebirth is change, yeah. right? Change. Um, Pluto okay. brings to mind purging, exercising, and releasing buried power or core truths. Mm. It's the planet of creative destruction and transits can feel like extended ordeals. Look for the zodiac sign and house position of Pluto at the time of your birth. And then what? We don't know. I but can't look, go this This is state. deeper than we can go right We're now. not equipped for like, this. We're not astrologers. <laughs> we just like to talk about but, it. But happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary to us. Happy one year anniversary to us. Happy one year anniversary. Biscuits and ham. Happy one year anniversary to us. You went high. No, I'm not good at going that high. I beg to differ. Did you hear Michael clapping? Yes. Um, okay, so it was, in fact, our one-year anniversary. We may be tempted fate and try to celebrate that a few days early uh -huh. last Thursday. Didn't record, so here we sit again. Allow us. Wait, two days later on a Tuesday on 2-22-22. Pluto. What you doing up we in We see you, Pluto. We see. Two days yeah. after. Yeah. Two days. Because our one-year, our official mm -hmm. recording was. Was the 20th. <gasps> February yes. 20th, 21. And we set out, what did we set out to do, Catherine? We set out to change lives. Yeah. Inadvertently through yes. laughter. <laughs> <laughs> we mostly set out to just do this. I was, it's funny. I was Document these amazing conversations. Yeah, I was we recalling have. today how little thought I actually put into what this was going to be about other than it was always going to be me and you. Mm-hmm. I always knew we would do a podcast before I'd ever, ever, ever listened yeah. to a podcast. Yeah. And I just knew that if we sat down and recorded, we would figure it out. Yeah. You know what I just thought of? Hmm. I feel like we're like the Seinfeld of podcasts. Yeah. In that it's a show about nothing. Yeah. Sort of, right? It is kind of. <laughs> well, I was talking to new listener, Danny Bowen, today about this. And he said, what episode should I listen to? And I said, well, what do you like? You like food? Yeah. You we like, got that. You like TV programs? <laughs> you like uh, business talk? You like funny stuff? And he said, <laughs> he like, I kind of like funny stuff. I was like, well, then you're in for a treat. Listen away. So I referred him to the episode, uh, Don't Tell Us We Can't Start a Cult, mm -hmm. where we talked about our old friend DJ Bobby Cheddar oh. because I knew he would know DJ Bobby Cheddar in his later years and maybe affectionately giggle at some of our tales. Yes. And he did. New fan. It's funny. Yeah. Shout out to Danny. Who dis? It's funny when you know someone. It's... And especially knowing Bob, it's yes. like, that's a hysterical story. Well, we were kids. Uh -huh. I tried to cushion it with like, <laughs> we didn't realize we were supposed to be adults. <laughs> we were in our 20s. We'll we save were trying that for... to have fun. That's a segment later yeah. in the show. Speaking of... um. Our anniversary. Yeah. I don't want to like get off track because I do want to go through some milestones. Please but do. I do have to say something that happened this week that made me feel like, um, speaking of not feeling ready to be an adult, 
know, Michael and I, what I thought was made a sensible decision for lunch one day this week. Yeah. It seemed both sensible from a health perspective as well as um, a wallet perspective, which okay. is not always a choice we choose to make with our DoorDash. Okay. I'm, I have ideas about where we're going with yeah. this. Well, do we do? we've talked about the rising cost of restaurants. Yes, we have. But I made a note because we got Panera. I knew it was Panera. This week. You don't know how much we spent? Uh, $40. $40. Get the hell out of here. $40 for a couple pick twos. Literally. And a cookie to share. A half a sandwich and a cup of soup. Now, how much of that is your delivery charge? Well, we don't pay delivery charges per se. Like, What um, do you mean? <laughs> this is opening up a topic that it makes me feel ashamed. And frankly, isn't my area of expertise, Mr. Ham? coordinates food he delivery apps for a family. But you have to pay for that, But right? we have quite a few apps. Okay. And I don't know if all of them are free or if we pay like a small uh-huh. monthly or yearly fee like for no delivery fees. Well, that probably makes sense. But it's all a bracket. It all gets hiked up. And before you know it, you're paying $40 at Panera. It's insane. Why? I ordered, I That's got. That's supposed to be grab and go, man. I got Chinese carryout for me and two of my teammates mm-hmm. today for lunch. Yeah. For lunch. Yeah. Three pad ties, three egg rolls. I did get edamame because that's the kind of girl I am. Yeah. $62. <laughs> and we picked it up. We this picked it up. Although I got for the club today, I picked her the cereal, Merchelle, Merchelle, Merchelle. I picked her up a wonton soup. And an egg roll from um, H.C. Way on Bethel, mm-hmm. $3.45. Now that's, I'll go back there every that's day. That's what I'm now talking that's a about. nice price. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled open my change purse, paid all in change. <laughs> we are officially 75 but years I'm old. But I'm just saying, $40, I know. $62. Inflation is legit right now. <sighs> okay. What Anyways. did we think was going to happen, everybody? The point of this one-year milestone uh-huh. episode is not to talk about how old we've gotten. Or inflation. Or inflation. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. So, one year of potting. My dear friend, Laura Formica, and I started on February 20th, 2021. We have produced, hopefully, with any luck, this will be our 40th episode. Here's <laughs> open. Um, we have had 5,282 listens of our show. Wow. Right? It's a lot. It's impressive. Yeah. That's like the kind of audience that is life-changing for some. (laughs) Truthfully, because when we decided to do this, I really didn't think anybody would listen except for maybe... Our moms. Our moms. Your mom and both my my mom and your mom. And Ashley and Jesse. Yes. Even our sisters were gambles and they still are. Yeah. I mean, Bethany listened to one. Mm Mm-hmm. Michelle can My get sister Dana is a loyal listener. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So anyways. Okay. Um, we have also had three employees that we have brought on. Yes. Um, Grandma Miller. She is our caterer. She usually provides us meals. Yes. Um, B, the quiche. She's our creative director. She writes our titles. She writes our uh, episode descriptions. Yeah. She is my friend Beth, my dear friend Beth from college. Um, her almost 14, not yet, 13-year-old daughter. So the quiche. And then uh, Jenny, which I realized Jenny hasn't given herself any sort of brunch nickname. We're going to have to 
attend what? to that. Wait, are you sure when she was on? What was her? Well, actually, she does like um, chorizo and southwesternery mm, things. Like a breakfast burrito. Huevos, rancheros, breakfast burrito. So She could be burrito. <laughs> burrito. Jenny, Jenny, Jenny tell us. Jenny, back. Yeah. Anyways, Jenny Eyeball Hamlin, she's our VP um, of digital strategy. Mm-hmm. She did our website. Yeah. Runs our Instagrams. Um, so anyways. Three employees, and by employees, I mean volunteers, and all three of them <laughs> have had promotions this year, too, Yeah, which is important. That's the kind of workplace we are. Yep. Um, we have been heard in 15 countries. That one blows my mind, because I feel like our song uh-huh. does not have that many countries. Do you want me to list them off? Uh, yeah. Because that could be fun. For so us or for people listening right For now. all of the fans no and one all wants, of the Americas. No one wants to hear this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe they do, right? Yeah. Will you sing it? This This is is the dawning of the age of uh, Germany, age of Spain, Mexico, United Kingdom, Canada, Canada, Puerto Puerto Rico, Australia, Greece, Greece, Bahamas, Bahamas, Romania, Indonesia, New Zealand, Switzerland, Norway. All right. Yeah. I like that. I like that diversity uh-huh. there. Mm-hmm. Also, some successes. Grandma Miller started her catering business. Yeah. Huge deal. Yes. She put this out in the universe in August or September that maybe she wanted to do some side gigging. And since then, she's had a dozen yeah. catering gigs. Yeah. Um, some big ones, too. Like big fancy yes. dinners. She had a corporate thing. She had like a seven-course meal. Uh-huh. You can listen to it on one of the, uh, our other episodes. She prepared so many items. Yeah. Um. All right. Also, you met Rosemary, your life coach, yes. your executive coach, your spiritual coach, and therefore my spiritual my, coach. Our spiritual guide. I learned so much from her, and I've started quoting her to other people. Oh, my God. And then I'm trying to decide how weird it is that I'm like talking to Kylie and I'm like, well, Laura's executive coach always says this. And so I'm trying to think of it from this perspective. And I'm like, why am I receiving secondhand coaching from Rosemary? But that's how good because she you're, is. And, you, and also you're very coachable. Oh, thank well, you. Well, you're right. She is so good because she gives such clear, concise. Yeah. Like it's like simple yet so impactful. She might want to bill you yeah. or she might be very flattered. I don't know. Yeah, well, I might want to bill you, but then you have to bill me, and that's a whole thing. Bill it back, and then what we'll do is at the end of each month we'll reconcile the books. Uh-huh. Whoever owes each other more will pay two eighty nine nine. Okay. The other one will pay two ninety nine. Yeah. It'll wash out in the end. Right. And not a problem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, you got pr- promoted to president of your company. Yes. I got promoted. To just a senior salesperson, but hey, still director, director, my friend. Uh, also, I'm building a house. Yes, just, I discovered we're psychic. Yes, I mean this is you a- more than me, but I think through again. I'll start quoting yeah. Darlene. You will, know. and I'll be like, "Well, Darlene always says." Yeah, you. It's like you said to that Darlene said that I said that yeah. Rosemary said. Yes. So I think it's been a really big year. And you don't take enough time to celebrate the wins. And so I wanted to celebrate our wins. Thank you. Yeah. Do you know what I was thinking? That Hmm. that just made me think of one of the things Rosemary has said, Hmm. one of her pieces of advice. And this actually came from one of her clients that she coaches. Yeah. Is 
build yourself a medicine cabinet or a kitchen cabinet. You, but the visualization is a pantry. It's a okay. cabinet, something that you have all your supplies, a cabinet of mentors. Ooh, you mentioned this to yes. me before. And it's like, who do you go to for what and when? Mm-hmm. And she really encouraged, like, obviously, female mentorship for mm-hmm. female business mm-hmm. leaders such as us, like mm-hmm. getting that type of guidance. Yeah. But I dare I say Darlene and Rosemary are front and center this in the cabinet. True. They are in the cabinet. Yeah. You're in the cabinet. Thank you. You're definitely in my cabinet. <laughs> As you were talking about the cabinet, I was like, what if you're my only cabinet? <laughs> <laughs> now I got a lot of people in my cabinet, I think. Yeah. And I think what's cool about it is um, I'm really starting to get into this feeling in my career where I feel like I need to just kind of like give back in some sort of more concrete way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about this. Yeah. So I just feel like it's time for me to take all of these things that I have like accrued as just hard knock lessons and try and make them easier for the yeah. future kids of the, of the world in some way. Well, I think that was one of the things we set out to do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Was yes, this is going to be funny and weird uh-huh. and really engaging with our friends uh-huh. like we thought our friends will get a kick out of this yeah. and that'll be fun yeah but i mean we did think you know with the stories and experiences we have in mm-hmm. business and being a woman in business like and we're nowhere out yeah. of stories no we got the live show coming this summer yeah <laughs> things are popping up stay tuned um this is i love that yes Happy anniversary Congrats. to us. And yeah. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of it's us. funny too. Sometimes. We committed to once a week and we almost did. Almost. Almost. And the thing is, Seven 45 episodes out of 52 weeks is not bad. Yeah. I think too, um, some people have marveled at our commitment, especially early on. Mm. Like think about like, we started in February, like by like May or June, like there were certain people that were like still doing that. Yeah. Huh? And we were like, here we are. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's if been nothing, a for me. Yeah, I think if nothing else, it's like a fun documentation of yeah. our lives. Like, yes. we'll, we'll love to go back and look at this. And... Yeah, I still do. Yeah. Um. Okay. On a completely different note, have you happened to catch wind of this um, TikTok trend with <laughs> Uncut Joms? <laughs> yeah. Anka Jaw. Anka Jaw. I mean, I was amused for Anka Jaw. I can't stop saying it in it's my head. So funny. Anka Have you seen the one the where fir- the girl just mouths it and nothing comes out? No, <laughs> I saw the Betches one. I'm, I don't get on. T- I don't. I'm not on TikTok. But well, I'm sure the internet is. It's really taking it by take, storm. Take some time, even on Instagram, and just search Anka Jaw. And see what people are doing. Paul Rudd's got one out there. Oh my god! Yes. I it's love really, Paul Rudd. I think it's bringing the world together in a new way. Uh, so, did you see her comment on one of these where she was like, "Oh my god, I was so scared. Yes. Leave me alone." But I'm also like, "No, you don't get off. I got job. Like, no, this is your claim to fame. It's nothing else for the rest of your be life. Be grateful for it. People will bring you up. I don't even know your name, and we're all gonna be like, "Oh, I got job. Oh, I got job." It's just really fun to say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We have to probably try and, I don't, how do we try and jump in here? Okay. So you guys. Where do we go from here? <laughs> how do we move forward? As how we do we proceed? 
as Catherine mentioned, yeah. we had an hour and 20 minute show for you last week. That this did, is the first time this is that ever did happened. not record. I said to Keish, and she agreed, you know, maybe it wasn't that good of an episode. The yeah. universe just trashed it for us. And yes. Keish was like, yeah, you're probably right. That's um, definitely what happened. There's, there's a, there's a TV segment yes. that we must get to. Yes. And I think we're better prepared to discuss now, yes. frankly. Yeah. And where we can hit on Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. We do have a couple mailbags mm-hmm. that uh, touch on and just like that, mm-hmm. love, which we promised you we'd never stop talking about. Yeah. And, and we, we said, will. as long as there's topics, we will discuss yes. it. As long as there's thoughts, we will yeah. dream it. Yeah. So, but we also need to touch on the Cosby and the Hugh Hefner yes. uh, Playboy ones. Yes. Have you watched either of those? Well, no, because okay. I don't have any uncut jobs. Not uncut <laughs> and I don't know where to find the Cosby one. Uncut job on Showtime. Okay, I don't have that either. All right, you're gonna need a bunch of passwords. I, sure am. Michael. Okay. Um. Well, you know what's so funny is David and I were trying to find the Playboy uh-huh. one, and then we found some other documentary that was about like female photographers and porn. Oh, and. It was interesting for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I was like, okay. But uh, yeah, so yeah. We, we need to get to Cosby. We need to get yes. to Playboy. Yes. We need to get to uh, Love is Blind and and Just Like That. Okay. But before we do, mm-hmm. we had a Super Bowl recap, you guys. Oh, yeah, we did. But we're not going to do or it. It's just, it, it's we too talked hard. about it. It's like too much time has passed. We really encapsulated how everybody in our generation felt, how it was the highlight of our yeah. lives. But one of the things that came out that I don't think you were fully aware of, mm-hmm. because I said that I thought the performance was epic, of course. Yeah. I was a little disappointed with my boy Eminem because I felt like he was lip singing. Yes. Which... And I needed him to be a little more lively. I needed to see more of his face. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked great. Mm-hmm. But I told Catherine, when I was in college, I had a poster of Eminem on <laughs> the wall in my bedroom. I loved him. Love. Did you rap battle with it every morning? <laughs> <laughs> or what, what was it? What, what poster? I just give him like a kiss on his cheek. No, it was like it had like he was in a white t-shirt and jeans, okay. and it was just like a white background. Okay. Oh, very. Just an Eminem in black. You're mature. It was it was tasteful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was telling her how I like loved crazy, very hard rap. Yeah. Like I love D12. And one of the things that came out. That I tried to block out until Mr. Ham remembered it because he, he eavesdrops sometimes from the basement. And he said, uh, the only thing I remember hearing is, did Destro admit to liking insane Posse? <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. I did. You were a juggalo. I liked that one side. I was like, hey, baby, I heard you like You could sing any freak. one of their songs and Honestly, I would not know it. I want to put this out there. Keish, especially, don't go poking yeah. around because you their don't need to know who those music, are. the lyrics yeah. are horrendous. No, and that goes for a lot of, that goes, even for some of Eminem's songs. It goes for a lot of things that were happening in these earlier generations. In the early aughts. You know? Now, what I will say, and Michael, and this is for you too, um, <laughs> Michael had asked my favorite Eminem song, and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I couldn't give him an answer. You panicked. So I, I do, I came back with something. What? Um, Till I Collapse, featuring Nate Dog. Oh, deep that cut. is a deep cut. That is a banger. Okay. okay. In fact, when we take a break, I'm going to make you listen okay, to it great. just to get you pumped up. I'm sure I know it, and I love it. Okay. Um, I like your dark side. Thank you. I like picturing you 
my bad this my yeah. bad girl side yeah. even my bad girl side <laughs> listening to anything like that was still relatively cheery and happy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just enjoying it feeling it um yeah so sorry that we don't have the slam dunk super bowl spectacular special recap that's all you need to know that's all you need to know now highlights let's so. talk tv yes cosby where do you want to start okay Playboy? so i'm gonna just since you haven't seen either of them and i gotta figure out how to get you these passwords yeah i will tell you guys all that um playboy documentary mm-hmm. on a and e it's like a 12 parter it is currently i think we're like maybe halfway through it it's like one a week that's coming out it's really good and it basically exposes you know playboy's so interesting because they wrapped it all up in a this sort of weird feminist em- empowerment movement mm-hmm. and it just really wasn't. We weren't there yet. As we a weren't society. there yet. And, and they weren't there. Further, they're basically taking all of these women that worked in the sort of corporate culture of Playboy that thought maybe they could make an impact and just interviewing all of them. And it is horrible. Yeah. It's like so much harassment, so much rape, so much just gross behavior and um i think it's really fascinating i think everybody should watch it um and then along that line um showtime did a i don't know how many parts it is maybe four or six three maybe even Mm -hmm. called um we need to talk about cosby yeah it's really 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 good and it encapsulates how when we find out these horrible things about these celebrities, like how do we even wrap our brains around the person that we all adored versus the person that was doing all of these disgusting things. And they talked a lot about how much that Bill Cosby had done for like the black culture and mm-hmm. introducing black artists and all sorts of things to mainstream America, um, which I, I remember certain paintings i remember certain musical artists that i would have no frame of reference for knowing otherwise because of the cosby show and i think they did a really good job of raising all that up and so there's this feeling of like because he was trying to introduce the world to to black culture in a different way that then when we also compare the dirty deeds that he was mm-hmm. doing it's like he has to be a good guy look at all the good things right he's no. and so they brought up the fact that he was a doctor, which of course I remember, and that he was an OBGYN, which of course I remember, but they always just phrased it as though he delivered babies. And so growing up, I remember feeling like he was some sort of just special doctor that only delivered babies. To the point where I remember thinking that was like a real option. Like maybe I would be hmm. like Dr. Huxville, where I only deliver babies which is not a real thing, A. And B, he had his office in the basement of their townhouse. That is so creepy. Which never really, I never even thought about it until they started talking about it. And then my brain went there like, oh my God. Do you see inside the office in the show? Mm -hmm. But it's just his, okay. It's literally like any doctor's office or I'm sorry, any office where there's a desk and some file cabinets 
it does not appear as though there's any sort of like examination space. Because hmm. he doesn't do that. Because he doesn't do that. <laughs> he just delivers those babies. Um, oh, it's just all so really weird. interesting to like watch it or see it again. Knowing what you know. Yeah. Because you were telling me last week uh-huh. that they have linked him to how many drugs? Oh, yeah. So this is the thing. So then you're like, okay, well, how long was this going on? So basically since the early 60s, from the moment that Bill Cosby started appearing on The Late Show or whatever he was first, you know, as a comedian came onto the scene, they have women that have been filing complaints. And it's not, uh, this documentary pointed out, I think it was like 67 women that have come forward. Um, And so then you got to think about all the women that haven't even come forward. And what's even more disgusting about it is the very, 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 very disgusting clear pattern he had, which is um, he also did a lot of hanging around at the Playboy Club. Yeah. And the thing about the Playboy Club is supposedly you weren't allowed to touch the women and it was all very respectful within the walls of the Playboy Club. But then the Playboy Club would shut and these groups of men and clients of the Playboy Club would go with the bunnies other places. And then it was basically like they could do whatever they wanted. And it was expected that the bunnies go along with it. So anyways. Even reducing women to an animal. Yeah. Like that is so yeah. effed up. Yeah. So. You want to be, prog- like act like this is somehow progressive. Well, it's they, disgusting. there's a lot of this at the Playboy Mansion too, where, um. So there's this recurring theme of sort of his process. And what he would do is take girls out after the Playboy Club. And he would either take them and not always playmates, just, you know, whoever's parties or whatever, just Mm -hmm. whoever's partying, whoever he knows through work. I mean, there's this is the weirdest part is this sort of consistent history of doing it at work, too, which really just shows me the state of the world that we have lived in frankly, all along. But anyways, he would take them back to his house and um, he would usually start by giving them some sort of drink. And a lot of these women were really young, like 19 was like a hot age for him. And they would say, I don't drink. And he would be like, no, 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 just have a little bit. It'll take the edge off. He would always start by doing this like acting thing And I think it was a way to position him as the star and the expert and them to feel weird. Like, even if they weren't want to be actresses, he would be like, well, let's do this exercise. And he'd do the thing. And then he'd make them do the thing. And then he'd be like, well, drink some more of your drink. And then they'd drink some more of their drink. And then they would black out. And sometimes they would wake up the next day at their house. Or sometimes they would wake up in a crazy spare room in Bill Cosby's house with no clothes on. And sometimes they would wake up in a crazy spare room of Bill Cosby's house with no clothes on, and he would be sitting next to them stroking their hair. And what's so interesting about it is that every single one of these people left not knowing what happened and then immediately feeling ashamed because they thought, oh my God, I got too drunk in front of Bill Cosby. That's why I don't drink. 
I, I don't even know what happened. And he would usually tell them they got really sick and they spent some time in the bathroom and he took their clothes off to wash them. And it was this repeated thing over and over and over and over that he did. And it's disgusting. Yeah. And psychotic. we can't take that out of him because truth be told, after watching it, it feels like his whole career was sort of maybe like Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, just like a means to be able to get people to sleep with him through power. So Ooh. everyone should watch Ooh. it. Now you also said that 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 the drug scene and the date rape yes, drug scene that was, was very prevalent, prevalent in the Playboy documentary too. And basically, the one we were watching before we got over here tonight was they. She was saying that like for Playmate of the Year, mm-hmm. not always, but most of the time, if you were going to get Playmate of the Year, you had to go and sleep with half. It was like just part of the deal and um she said there was this one girl that they had told she was going to be playmate of the year and then they kept saying like you need to go touch half you need to go touch half and she never did and then they announced it was somebody else but um there was a lot of crazy stuff going on in that mansion um and usually multiple women and he seemed to be sort of like more voyeury and there's a lot of quaaludes like Eight different people had prescriptions to Quaaludes so that they could fund all of these women to not remember what happened and do whatever he wanted them to do. And um, the one I was watching tonight was talking about all these women that were like holding these corporate positions and how like just common it was for certain people to like smack you in the behind or certain people to like like this one girl was like, I got raped by that guy. He's a head honcho. And, but they were all like, who are you going to tell when they're all doing it? You know? So it's really interesting. And I was thinking about like the Chris Noth allegations, like, which I think, I think, you know, there's got to be shades of truth to like, or it could just be, here's this powerful person and there's this not powerful person and something happened that mm-hmm. feel, felt not quite right. Yeah. But the more I unpeel about all of, you know, the 70s, the 80s, like it was a free-for-all. Yeah. Well, let's not forget, you know, we were talking about this, you know, if you were a woman back in the whatever medieval times mm-hmm. and you accused a man of raping you mm-hmm. and and you and your husband was in a duel to defend your honor and he lost that was god telling them that you're a liar and they burned you at the stake alive oh, can you blame them <laughs> how dare you so i mean it's, it's the the treatment of women over the years i mean i i so we have a lot of challenges in the, t- the mm-hmm. time we live in too but like ugh, i like to think that hugh hefner this whole production, this whole empire would not get any legs in 2022, I would hope. I would hope not. But I mean, at the same time, you got to think about like, how differently is Maxim run? And Maxim wasn't a thing. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't even know if it still is a thing. I'm sure it is. But like, that just came up in the 2000s, probably. Yeah. And I don't know. But I look at like a like a brand that might be more like a male demographic like Barstool Sports and they yeah. have a female CEO. Yeah. And I feel like, and she's a badass. And I feel like that's probably 
intentional. Well, this was one of the weird things too. Hefner put his daughter um, as like a VP. And that was also a confusing element because all these women were like, she was really smart mm -hmm. and she stood for all of these things and they probably shielded her from so much of it so that she, and they also didn't give the women contact to her for her to even be an ally to them. So there's so much going on. Wow. It's nuts. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on the Chris Noth mention yeah. as a segue because yeah. we have two mailbags that are, and just like that. Yeah. Oriented. Well, because it will never go away. It will it's never timeless. go away. Yeah. And one of them is Maria, AKA Melissa Gorgas. Yes. Who we weren't sure even listened to Sex in the City. Yeah. And turns out she's a super fan. Yeah. Yeah. And Maria, I know about your your mailbag because we read it on our last week. episode that went into outer space and disappeared. And I am gonna say, Maria, last week I feel like I did a beautiful job. She did such a lovely recap. But the beauty of it is I feel like you wrote this really for us. You did. And we will have more to say. But I'm going to run through it because I want to share your thoughts mm -hmm. from Maria, a.k.a. Melissa Gorga. Yes. Um, <laughs> she starts off by saying nothing is greater than the original. Yeah. Duh. Then she says she was in middle school, middle school when Sex and the City was <laughs> She popular. was my little baby <laughs> infant. And I said, well, that's fun. I that's was in, cute. I was in college. Yeah. Where were you? I was a grown-up. <laughs> living at the Arbors of Watermark apartments with my sister. <laughs> okay, here are her thoughts. Fashion on the women got better as the season went on. Uh -huh. um, Carrie always had the best outfits. Yes. And uh, I would agree with that. All of the above. Carrie is the chicest, most put together. Mm -hmm. I loved her hair. I loved her low, sleek bun, the pony. I still get really upset when I watch the first ever episode and I feel sad about the color and style of they gave her hair in that first ever pilot. Oh, what well, is just, just really curly and curly and like it was natural. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it was the nineties. I just I wanted more for her. Yeah. They immediately jumped to in they like did. the second episode. But her hair, her I mean, highlights. she looked amazing. Yes. Uh I really loved the outfit with the um it was like an emerald green blouse and a purple skirt. Mm -hmm. Or maybe mismatch like maybe mm -hmm. vice versa. Mm -hmm. And she had that hot pink crossbody yes, with it. It was yes. like I feel like that could go from day to night. Easily. <laughs> I really would like. Is it on right the way? <laughs> you should look into it. <laughs> I need some mini skirts and blouses in my rotation. Um, okay. So agreed. Shay is annoying. Yes. And they added her to the show because Kim didn't come back. Yes. Um, for Miranda's storyline, she doesn't think Shay made sense. So in the documentary, they touch on the fact that Miranda, mm -hmm. Cynthia Nixon, the real Cynthia Nixon, mm -hmm. had requested this yes so yes. that we know um this switch up but she does feel like miranda's chasing something that doesn't exist and it's just kind of the symptoms of a new relationship uh -huh. um she does say you can apply the same effort that you had in the beginning of your relationship to your marriage mm -hmm. which i think is sage advice yes um Thank you, Maria. You it's know, true. like focus on spicing things up, going on dates, intentionally. I feel connecting. like you're hitting on something very important, yes. which is Maria. You make an excellent point. Steve and Miranda had tons in common. Yeah, just get back to it. Doesn't have to be just be about ice cream. 
But on the other hand, wait a minute, tons in common is maybe not yeah, the right word. I think but they loved each other. They had, had well, they had a good physical connection. Uh-huh. I think that was the whole draw. Mm-hmm. But I do think, like Steve made the point, you're always looking for something. Yeah. I'm always not enough. There's something wrong. I watched and then this you change your mind. Weird Facebook video clip today of Cynthia Nixon defending herself and her choices for and just like that. Really. Not with the baby bird haircut, one, <laughs> one that wasn't a whole not lot just better. Not as a baby chicken? Not as a baby, just more chicken. <laughs> but, and she just tried to be like, you know, some people may say it's like a midlife crisis, but it's like, do whatever you want, whatever. No, it's fully a midlife crisis. And I'm crisis. like, well, okay, Marina. Yeah. But... It's lead in at this point. I'd like done to it. talk to Cynthia's wife. I'd How's like her to marriage talk... doing? I'd like this to feels talk... Like Maybe she's projecting. Maybe she's projecting. I was going to say, I would like to talk to Cynthia because I need to understand, like... Her hair. Are you Miranda? Is Miranda yeah. you? Also that baby bird. <laughs> also explain yourself um, in the documentary. <laughs> on to Charlotte. Her character stayed pretty true to how she was in the original. Uh-huh. Um, the storyline with Rose was them trying to stay current, of course. Uh-huh. Um, Carrie is and always has been her favorite, obviously. She likes the relationship with Seema, but Seema is a Samantha replacement. Mm. Again, uh, we both commented on the fact that we love Seema. I love Seema. Yeah. I think she brings something. She has a, a a fierce energy. It's different from Samantha. I might like her better than any of anybody else on the show. Like all the other <laughs> yeah. throw-ins. Yeah. She's my favorite. And including throw-in. Miranda. Yeah. And maybe including Charlotte. Yeah. And maybe including Carrie. She was really good. She was good. She was a standout. Yeah. Um, and there was a lot of pressure on all of those add-ins to feel like they brought something important. So the fact that she rose up like she did, I support it. Yeah. Mm. Um, she thought the date with the math teacher was great mm-hmm. and imagined that's how it would be getting back into yes. dating. And I, then I commented once again, he's not cute enough. I also though thought it was weird. Well, his cuteness, after you said that, now I'm seeing him through a very sharp lens. Yeah. But not cute. I also found was it in the final episode when she like they were supposed to go on the date, but then they didn't go on the date, but she still showed up she, to tell him that she wasn't person. gonna go on the date? Yeah. I found that to be a lot. Like yeah. you're already there. Just go get have ice a drink. drink. Yeah. You could have this conversation over a cocktail. Yeah. And then be like, so that is why I say thank you for the martini yes. and now I'm gonna go home. That was weird. Um overall the season was just okay. If it came back, fine. <laughs> no, Maria, this this is very apathetic. But, but I think that Maria, <laughs> will you admit that have you gone back to B and H and listened to our episodes recounting and enjoyed them more now? Maybe that's the key yeah. for you. Her opinion though is that reboot reboots always are a disappointment. They're a disappointment for sure. every time. Everything and about them is a disappointment. I don't know. I think that I think that I'm I'm here for it just like that. I think I've done a huh. 180. I love everything about it. <laughs> yeah, I hate everything about it. But now that we've acknowledged that it will be a continuing appointment, there's solace in that. Yeah, there is solace. And now I can just move to making fun of it. Yeah. So bring back more. All right. We got a new mail mailbag from longtime listener, first time writer. Mailbag. <laughs> she said, please read it the way Catherine says. Hold, please. Hold, please. <laughs> mailbag. Good one. Oh, wait, real quick. Maria, yeah. thank you for your mailbag. 
the next time you write us, we won't have another. I know deleted episode but thank you thank you good one do not glad you about your dedication yes okay we anyways we appreciate you Mailbag. um dearest biscuits in the ham cousin sarah here sarah cousin sarah this is our first mailbag yeah okay long time okay. listener first time mailbagger okay my preference is to rapid fire text to biscuits as i listen to the pod <laughs> so i will try to compose my thoughts this is true um y'all have spent a lot of time discussing and just like that here's my two too cents. much time <laughs> Never. Never enough uh, time. The way they just discarded Stanford like he never mattered was simply unacceptable. Mm-hmm. That's hurtful. It was hurtful. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand he passed away in real life, but keep him engaged in the storyline. They did it with Samantha via lame text, and we know that she has been permanently voted out of the club. That's true. That's fair. Give him the grand send-off he deserved. He felt so panicked, and I really think that they just couldn't deal with another death and just, like, spazzed. Yeah. But that spaz was... Not fair. It wasn't thought thought out. And here's an interesting opinion from Cousin Sarah. Mm. They should have killed off Samantha and Big at the same time in an accident while planning a surprise for Carrie. Or some oh. other joint yeah, venture. Yeah, yeah. Kill them together like a plane crash? <laughs> it feels really <laughs> morbid. And, <laughs> and then my brain goes to a place because you know how Samantha always wanted Big? Oh. Like, what if? <gasps> she wouldn't. What if? She's loyal. But. Oh, or what if they weren't? Oh, that they was weren't. the whole that twist. Was the thing. Okay, that That's was the actually thing. a better story. They died in an airplane crash, and she found out they were having an affair. Yeah, good one. Dark, dark. dark. <laughs> I'm here for this. Hey, redo. Yeah, Let's remix. <laughs> um, okay, I like that, Sarah. Uh, okay, we knew from the start that they were not going to be in the show, but mm-hmm. the texting with Samantha's dumb. It never really <laughs> develops into anything. Wrap it up already. I don't begrudge Miranda and her romance. Marriages end, people change. But Shay? Uh-uh. The character had no real development aside no. from being a self-identified, non-binary, narcissist shock jock. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Thank Sarah. You. Yes. Send this to the editor. <laughs> Write it. That is not the hero who would sweep Miranda off her feet. Mm-mm. Develop that character's personality and add the non-binary narcissist facet, and then I'm on board. It just felt as a disjointed yeah. way to make a social statement as opposed to relevant character development. As it relates to Sex and the Sea, she's absolutely right. Yes. We're not opposed to adultery. It makes us feel horrible, but like, how much do we, we love Carrie's it. affair with Big at yeah. the same time? So. Build the story and we will come. Yes. Build the character. Build the character. That Even Natasha. Her. Natasha is a better developed character than Shay. Natasha is an angel. She really is. I love her kind of and hate her and love her and hate her and love her. And I thought she she seemed very real. Like, like leave me alone. <laughs> you stalker. But then couldn't. Carrie couldn't walk so... away from her after she burnt herself. You reminded me of Carrie. What? <laughs> you just you're like stalking somebody? But please, just talk to me. <laughs> I just have one thing I have to say. And they're like, God, fine. What? And then you're like, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, that is 100% true. Good A point. disjointed way to make a social statement as opposed to relevant character development. Uh-huh. Remember the musical episode of Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. I don't. I stopped watching. Well, she said, woof, worst episode in history. All shows have, a, that when they really jump the shark, they have musical episodes. 
where you have to sit there and be like, now what in this the Sam hell is now? going on? This is a musical now? Michael and I started watching this show no. on Hulu or Prime or something called After Party, and it has all these people in it. And I, after the first episode, I said, I do not like that show. You can carry on without me. It doesn't know if it's a murder mystery, a comedy, a high school reunion show. It's got just got too much going on. He said to me three nights later, I'm so glad you stopped watching that because it turned, there was a musical episode. Mm. They all do mm-hmm. it. And Mm-mm. it's horrible. You saw it coming. We don't need it to be musical. And just like that's going to do a musical episode, you just wait. Oh, well, she said Sarah Ramirez, Sarah Ramirez never passes up the chance to feature her voc- their vocals to a captive audience in any awkward way. Ugh. She, I mean, talk about a ham. This no is, offense. Yeah, I'm offended. <laughs> also, too, like, it's like I said, though, like, her voice is fine. But it's not like I want to like write her a record contract after hearing her sing. So stop. Um, okay, now we go on. Okay. She has a request. Oh, what? Can our new show... <laughs> wait, wait. Can our new show to unpack be the new... Oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. Laura went to the chiropractor and she's a little <laughs> dumb right now from all the cracking that was done. Can our new show to unpack be the new season of Love is Blind on Netflix? Yes. Ask and you shall yeah. receive. Hot off the presses, bitches. We got Love is we Blind. We got Love is Blind. I'm fully caught up. Yeah. Are thank you? God. Yes. Um, Sarah says, adore the concept of falling in love with someone's personality without their appearance being a factor at all. You know what, Sarah? Here's what I'm realizing. And we could get there, but love is not blind. You have to see somebody. Oh. It, like, th- this whole concept, the show is shady AM. You guys. You, it mean, is such a fascinating study in psychology. And I'm so proud of you for deciding you're not too grown for I'm it. I'm thrilled. Because this you tried my, to be too grown for it. This is the it. best decision I've ever yeah, made. You forgot how lovely it is. And Davide, I forgot how Davide lovely wants it is. to act like he's not into it. Guess what? Yeah. He wa- I told him, I said, I wait, I saved it for you. Because yeah. I would have binge watched it yes. all weekend. But I waited. It's a good show for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> and what it does is, it is, you know. Okay, so you got people. They're yeah. dating in these pods. They can't see each other. They date only through conversation. Yeah. That's it. You know their voice. And that is all. In order to get out of the pods, you got to propose. <laughs> Ludicrous. Ludicrous. Absurd, you said. It is. Until there is usually one couple that seems to hit it off right away. And they, you know, their lights are on, so to speak. Yeah. They are ready. They are looking and they fall in love and they propose. And then once one does it, it's a hop, skip, and a jump till everybody's proposing to get the F out of the They pots. just want to see this person and go to Mexico. Let's deal with this. Which Let's is go to Mexico they, and let I mean, the chips fall where they may. But here's the thing. Inevitably. And that's really where the show starts. Not in the pods. When, when, they, when they see each other, the sigh of relief that they breathe when <sighs> the other person isn't a complete troll. Mm-hmm. And when they are... Love is gone. No. And love be gone. You can always tell. <laughs> she not blind. You know going into it. It <laughs> You know going into it, this one's going to be disappointing. Yes. And you also know, like. And you can tell and when you can they tell are. When they look at so them and they're just like, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm feeling weird. Yes. Okay. 
Let me let me go yes, yes. go on here. So Sarah says, adore the concept of falling More in love, love with blind in a moment. Okay, she said that. The rest is ludicrous. Magical dumpster fire. I never want to end. I love it so much. It's so good. I'll start unpacking. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Episode one. Likes. Nick and Danielle not wasting any time. <laughs> Although we'll get to Danielle. Yeah, we'll talk about them all. And Nick, frankly. Yeah, and all of them. Despite the fact they're on this, this show, they seem like reasonably decent people and I'm rooting for them. Sarah, how far in are you? Sarah, yeah. You're are you on the first episode or are you ready to see who's getting hitched on you Friday get, night with us? You're going to see Danielle's true colors. Okay? Should we discuss this as we go but line no. by line or wait until... <sighs> Let's wait. Okay. Um, dislikes. Shayna and her nips poking through her shirt in every mm-hmm. scene and the risk of one of the decent guys wasting their shot at love by choosing her. She's early. Yeah. I want her to get together with Shake because he is equally terrible. Sorry, not That's sorry. a good call. I wish they would have gotten together and talked about crop tops. Okay. Episode two. Likes. Prediction. Shayna's going to be this season's Jessica. Mm-hmm. Jessica. Jessica, I feel like we didn't get enough of Crazy Shayna. Jessica got so much play <laughs> last season, and she was... Because Shayna left Mexico being like, no, I'm not going to make this work. Yeah. Which, honestly, maybe she's less crazy than Jessica. Maybe. Jessica just wanted to stay around there and for an odd chance to run into Barrett. Change his mind. Exactly. Barnett. Do you know... Barrett. Barnett. Barnett. Yeah. Do you know they're still married? Yes. Barnett and his girl? That's I never cool. would have imagined. Never. Um, dislikes everything about Shane. He deserves nothing and one. <laughs> if Natalie comes back into his shenanigans, she deserves what's coming. Oh, Sarah, 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 Sarah. Uh-huh. Did Shane do a complete 180 just so there could be an Indo- Indian couple? Yeah, in deeps. I'm not sold on his transformation to a potentially decent human person. Um, I am. Or at least he's honest about it. Yeah. I gotta give him credit for that. Yeah. Um... We also have a book review, but I'll save it. For, <laughs> I'll save it for the segment we do call book review. Okay. Okay. Love okay. is blind. So Sarah's early on. Okay, Sarah's early. Sarah, Sarah's and early. this is a spoiler for anyone who's not early on, because we're gonna tell we're gonna drop some truth bombs. Yeah, we're right? gonna drop some real truth bombs. And the thing is, I don't think it'll spoil the show. <laughs> I think you just can catch up by Friday. The finale will be out and everybody will have to get on true. board. And we don't know those results because we're not on Friday. That's true. Yet. We can't spoil that. So we can't spoil anything. But catch up so that you're aware of the couples because we're going to spoil okay. that for Give you. us like, a, like your three minute synopsis of the couples. Okay. And, and who you think is legit and or not legit. Okay. We will start with uh, Nick and Danielle. Nick and Danielle. First ones to propose. First to propose. My sister sent me an article that referenced and described Nick as, quote, a messy queen. <laughs> and nothing has ever been more fitting. He's so messy. Think about every time they get together with the rest of the crew. And he's like pulling Natalie aside and being like, what do you think of Shane, though? Don't you think his incisors are like really kind of aggressively long? know i just feel like he's over there with shana right now talking what are they talking about i love that about i love that about i'm messy queen (laughs) have you ever heard anything so good no but i'm gonna use it now every time he does anything which touches on the thing that we were discussing this morning which is the fundamental problem that i think nick's mom is also aware of we'll discuss nick's mom (laughs) in a moment what is she aware of (laughs) that 
Nick is gay. Yeah. He's throwing this into his last chance saloon to be a straight 35-year-old man living a straight life. And yeah. I don't think that's his authentic truth. Not my authentic truth to decide for him. Right. But that's your I opinion. have concerns. And his mom, who also plays the part of a pro in her spare time, <laughs> also seems to no, agree. You know what she plays the role of? What? Did you ever see Frozen? Yeah. She's like the big boulder <laughs> rock monsters. <laughs> Except none of the personality. <laughs> Like a very, energy uh, when they're sleeping, a very lethargic boulder monster. Don't you feel like that mom showed up at her house that day and there was a camera crew there and they're like, real quick, you're gonna act like that kid's your son, you're gonna pretend like you've known him, you're gonna play a sister, he's gonna talk about a relationship, you just ride it out. I mean, she just acted so confused by the everything. Sister and I don't think she ever had too. an infant in her uterus. There's oh. no way. I don't know. She looks like she's had a hard life. She just doesn't look like the mothering type. No. And she looks nothing like Nick at <sighs> all. Well, I mean, if you're going to rent a mom Did he just TV? like showed up on her doorstep <laughs> one day as like a toddler and then just kept showing up every day and she like feeds him like crumbs? And then I like, don't know. I mom. think Nick's the one that got out of that family like with decent, like relatively good looks yeah. and like a decent job and taking danielle home was probably hard <laughs> okay if let's talk about to. danielle okay danielle has too many issues danielle <sighs> needs to spend some time loving danielle yeah she's not going to find love no her mother is 900 percent the problem yes and making her crazy yes and will continue to make her crazy she's going to sabotage this one yeah she does over and over yeah. and over yeah okay next i'm not optimistic with them okay and don't think they'll probably Wait, did they get married? No, they just started at the aisle and he was sweating yeah. so hard. Yeah. Um, which makes me think that this is not gonna end well. He looks like he's gonna throw up. Well, he was sweating so aggressively, and further, her dress is long sleeved and lace. So the and her hair's down. It was so so sunny, the dichotomy though. of those two. You know, things, it's like July thought, in Chicago is just hot as hell oh, in the blaring sun. Who gets a long sleeve dress? You know in what July? I like that they did. I like that everyone's in Chicago. I enjoy the accent. So you know much. what? It, it feels like home. It actually is the. I love how they always describe it as the experiment. Oh Not that they're like on a reality show. It's the experiment. The experiment. But I love the one it thing. It elevates it. The one thing that elevates the experiment <laughs> and makes me feel like the uh, producers of the experiment actually are in some way rooting for these people is everyone's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. So they don't even have to deal with the like, all right, Logistics. are we going to live in San Antonio or Topeka? Yeah. Like, or yeah. any of that. It's like, let's at least give them a fighting chance of being in the yeah. same town. I think it also, for production costs, makes sense. They I'm get a, that one, one apartment building, uh -huh. you throw them all in there, yeah. you know? They didn't even get them their own places this time. They were just like, move into one of your places, figure yeah. it out. Oh, I they mean, didn't? I thought they moved into like weird temporary They did. I think they did place. last season, but this season I feel like it's just like, you can tell because Jean and Natalie, one of them has like a really good apartment and everybody else's apartments are a little bit more like gangster and... I think it's because they literally are at one of it's their homes. because Natalie's awesome. Can we talk about Shane and Natalie? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I had 
a lot of concerns. Shane is this season's Barnett, fun, I guess. Fun boy, we will call him. Yeah. Jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> He's very toothy. He's also like strawberry blonde, which is not a color of hair I happen to like on a gentleman. His eyes are so wide all They're the so time. so buggy all yeah. the time. I was, I was also saying to my sister, I feel like he has some sort of um, extra spit thing going on. Hmm. The way that he holds his mouth, his teeth are always kind of like open or like there's like extra stuff flying around like it's always a, okay. an inch away from extra spit flying around in Shane's mouth okay um I thought for sure that Natalie was gonna want to kill him as a human <laughs> I was very 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 concerned and even when they first met but I don't know I think they seem to be working it out against all odds they seem like I feel like she Gives him a lot of crap, which mm-hmm. I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Like, she makes fun of him. Mm-hmm. And you could see it in a couple different scenes where he's like, it, he takes it personally. Yes. It, like, hurts his feelings. But they seem to have a good banter. And maybe that, like, the fact that they're such opposites might be uh-huh. a good balance. Uh-huh. And he seems like his light is on. Yeah. She's a catch. Like, she yeah. is adorable, successful. Her parents are cute as buttons. Yeah, like, she's in, like she just seems like a normal, like, nice, smart uh-huh. person. She's so, grown on me. Yeah. So I feel like if he's smart then yeah, you would snatch her up. Well, his light is definitely on. Yeah. I was nervous that when he saw Shayna, he was going to be like, oh, Shayna's so I know. But Shayna played herself. She really did. Because Shayna was probably like, thank God. She's a real garbage person. Yeah. She's not great. She's not nice. She's not nice. No. We don't like her. Um, Okay. But her tricks didn't work. Next up, Jerry. And Ayana. I love Jerry. I love them. I love both of them. I love her too, actually. She's a really cool girl. I just love them. Very level-headed. I very much didn't like that Jerry was leaning towards Mallory. That broke my heart. But I feel like he handled that in a very good way with her. Yeah. Best way he could have. Yeah, I mean, listen, there were other people in like Mallory, or yeah, Mallory was the front Mm -hmm. runner, right? Um, I feel like Jared and Mallory probably would have been a successful couple. Do you? Yeah. I don't know. I I mean, I can't even picture them together. I always liked the little, little for him. Well, I think that she said at one point, like Jared is like exactly the kind of guy that she goes for, Uh which is maybe why she feels like Sal is a better option because it's different, Uh whatever. But I don't know. I think maybe, I don't know if they would have ended up like being together forever, but I feel like there would have been a lot of chemistry and they'd be yeah. fun to watch. But do I you, do like Ayana a lot. Do you feel like Mallory also looks like your sister Tara, but not as pretty? Um, She does kind of, it's funny because I actually thought my sister Dana, mm-hmm. Um, oh, just the curly hair, which mm-hmm. my sisters kind of look like each other because mm-hmm. they are in fact related, mm-hmm. but, but different. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Um, not as pretty, obviously. No. My sisters are good. Well, and your both your sisters have way better hair, and Mallory doesn't really have good curly hair. Oh, her I best, love her hair. See, I think her best look is when she has her hair in a bun. I thought, I mean, when she showed up at that beach party in that white yeah, outfit. Yeah, because her hair was in a bun. I mean, everyone was like, damn. Yeah. I got a whole new leash on life with her because yeah. her hair was in a bun. It yeah. looks just. She's, I think she's stunning. I bet she's one of those people that's like even prettier in person. Probably. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. She, she, I think she's really pretty, but. Um, I don't know, Jared and Ayana, I feel like they're so reasonable mm-hmm. that they just might not get married. 
because they because realize this is, too much. this is insane. This is so. Listen, nuts. not only do we have to propose to get out of the pod, yeah, but you have to decide if you're going to get married within like two weeks at the altar. Yeah, and at the altar in that's, front of your friends and family. That's a crucial part that we left out. It's a crucial yeah. part of the experiment. Like, what? I would just not. I would be like, let's not do we're that. We're discussing this. Either we're in or out. Like, I need to know if you're not going to do it. You got to tell I, me. Literally, I'd be like, if you bait and switch mm-hmm. me at the altar on t- national television, I will burn your car. <laughs> I will set your car on fire. I will set your car on fire. You will never sleep I will again. kidnap your dog. Yeah. Okay. And that's the, in, in that that's not a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what do you think about Mallory and Sal? Okay. So here's the thing. They both break my heart a little bit. You know, like there's a sadness uh-huh. there. I think Sal is so sweet. That is so, t- I mean, no surprise here. That is so the guy I would fall for. Like, are you singing to me Wait, with a Spanish accent right now? Lately, I'm just like, will you talk to me? Well, yes. He cooks. When he first He's sang cultured. to her in the pods and she was covering her face with a blanket, but and then obviously she ended up crying. I thought she was laughing because that's how I felt. Like if somebody was singing to me. But the lyrics were actually like, it is a little corny, but then when you, the lyrics to his songs are like funny and cute. Well, then I chose it as an opportunity to make Michael feel bad because he doesn't watch Sex in the City with me and tell him about when the Russian did that poem oh. slash like the eyes that sparkled. Oh, and they were all like, Bleh. yeah. No, I think that Sal's a really good guy, and I think Mal short. Do we think? I think he's. Yeah. I think he's short. Now, listen. This is where we go back to love is not blind because his small. I think she is not into his smallness. Mm. You know, yeah. and this is the thing. Like, no hate, no shade to Sal because I think he's an attractive guy, yeah. but she is a curvy girl. Yeah, and. She just feels probably like Moosey. <laughs> she might. You don't want to feel like your guy can wear a triple extra small. Yeah. And you're in like a meeting. Like in the event large. of an emergency, what if I collapse? Yeah. And you have to pick me up and carry me to He's safety. He's not equipped. Yeah. He like needs... you have to be able to lift me. Yeah. Because of in the event of an emergency. <laughs> emergencies only. <laughs> It's just important. <laughs> so I think that she wasn't physically attracted to him. And okay. then I feel like their attraction grew. She's but, really laying it on thick as though she is, though. But I don't buy it. Okay. And again, I feel like there's like a sadness there. And even when she's telling him she cares for him, like just something feels heavy <laughs> in their vibe. You said earlier, Laura and I were trying not to talk about this because uh, we were just saving we it couldn't for group. Help ourselves. And you go, Mallory, who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hurt her. And that's what we don't know. And that's what we need to find out. She doesn't, she's uh, estranged from her mom right now. Like with that, that that's in there. We don't really know why. But... I got a concept. Yeah. Creators of Love is Blind. Yeah. Reach out to us. Biscuitsintheham at gmail.com. Yeah. What if you let us, and we can start with last season's messes. Ooh. You let us come in and do an after hour session with, with your peeps. Mm-hmm. And it's really therapy focused. Okay. It's it's healing focused. Mm-hmm. Um, the issues that we see as so easily identifiable for these contestants, yeah. I think we could work through in a few hardcore strategy sessions. I think so. 
I think so. And, and then, then Netflix can film it. We can match them with the right people yes. from the other seasons. Or from the challenge or whatever other reality show we know. Just pull people in. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm not optimistic about Sal and Mal. No, I'm not either. But I like them both. Yeah. But I don't think I think she's gonna say no. Um, okay, Deep D and Shake. Oh, <sighs> they break my heart too for different reasons. So Davide's take. When they're at the resort and Deep D is like all over him. The first night they yes. were into each other. But here's the thing. Remember the scene where he, they're in the pool and she's like climbing on him. Yeah. Like he's a tree and yeah. he's just like, look, he's like grimacing. She's very broad. He, she is very broad. She has the wingspan yeah. of an orangutan. In the least. event of an emergency, he would be okay. Yeah. Because she is She will swing from sturdy. one telephone pole to the next. But he... He was not into it. And Davide's like, she's being so intense, like too aggressive. But I think she was really physically attracted to him. I think in the meeting, like their initial meeting, he He was He acted like he was really enamored with her. But then the dust settled, you think? fizzled, yeah. I think he's just that shallow. And I don't, listen, we've we've said this on the pod. If you don't love someone's face, you know, and I'm not saying she doesn't have a pretty face, but like, I think- the, and there has to be some sort of physical attraction to the person that you're with. Well, here's the other thing. I appreciate him sort of legitimately trying to work through yes. this. Like he's being really honest about it, which is not a very easy thing to be honest about. Oh my God. My sister Tara was texting me about this show today, by the way. It's all coming full circle. We're putting it out there in the universe mm-hmm. and all of our friends mm-hmm. are watching, which we will get back to. <laughs> um, but... Uh, she said she loved when Shake's mom tells him off about yes. not being attracted. I somehow missed that part. I need to go back. Yeah. Recap. I love their families. Um, I think that it is. Do they end up sleeping together before the night? Remember, he tries to have that romantic thing. Do we know if that happened? No, we haven't gotten to that. Okay. We don't know. I just. Or actually, they showed the night, but they didn't show anything romantic no. happening. They showed him like getting massages. I just, sometimes you just got to throw down and see what happens. And I think they're being a little careful. And really, if you are this into each other as humans, I mean, I don't know. I just, the whole thing's very interesting to me. You have to have a physical attraction. No, you do. You do. I mean, think about the way we would banter between the walls. (laughs) But it doesn't mean I'm going to want to jump your bones. I'm offended. (laughs) I am a nice looking lady. <laughs> I would I would jump you, okay? Fine. It's gonna be that way then. How long into Mexico are we gonna have to wait before you break the heart? You're gonna do it on the altar? Is that how you're gonna roll? I would never okay. I would never lead you out like okay. that. <laughs> Can we tell them what happened on the soul chain? Yeah. On the what? text chain with oh my Jesse. God. Grandma Miller. Jesse, Grandma Miller. You guys. I cannot. If you ever want proof of her being the sweetest human that's ever lived, we have it. Um, so we're texting on the text chain, mm-hmm. and Jesse's asking about like what shows we're watching. Yeah. And as you guys saw play out on this podcast, Catherine turned me on to Love is Blind. Yeah. And, and everybody's mad about it. And all of you should watch it. No, but I've been telling everybody. It's a fascinating I've study I've been telling literally people at Humans, work, my yeah. sister, like everybody. Is Love Blind? You decide. Uh, yes. <laughs> and we're saying no. 
but we're I'm like love is blind is so good and Jesse's immediately like no mm-hmm. not interested Jesse does not do reality dating shows she does not do reality shows really but she unless it's like a home renovation yeah she like shot it down so quickly and she's like not my scene mm-hmm. I need like a murder mystery or yeah. something yeah and she's like is it real like bachelory and I'm like no not at all and Oh my God, how did this play out? She said, I know how it played out. Do you remember? She said, okay, fine. I'll do it. I'll do it for the blind people. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. So it was like, okay, okay. Like, no worries. Well, I'll check it out. Blah, blah, blah. Then she goes on to say, Ashley, have you watched Love is Blind? And Ashley's like, not yet. You know, the first season, I, I'm still working on Insecure, which Ashley finished it already. Yes. And then, like, 15 minutes later, Jesse replies again, oh, my God. I thought Love is Blind was about contestants who are actually blind. <laughs> I love oh that. Oh, my God. Over and over and over and over and over. And Catherine didn't respond for like an hour. So then happened. I texted her like, please tell yeah. me. Like, Jesse thought Love and Blind is blind. Yeah. about actual. I got Laura's text first. I died laughing. Then I saw Jesse's on the group chain. I died oh, laughing again. It's just the highlight of my life. It is so good. All right. This is a very long episode. I know. All right. And we also have a book review. We have a book review and we have a final mailbag to close this out. Oh my gosh. I know. We're very, we're very eventful. Should we save some of this? Uh, no. Okay. okay. Blow it all. Barrel through. Put it all out there. All right. All right. This segment, book review. Book review. <laughs> In light of the ham's journey into exploring what some may deem abstract or woo-woo, uh-huh. I present for your consideration why woo-woo works. The surprising science behind meditation, Reiki, crystals, and other alternative practices by Daniel R. Hamilton. Is this still Sarah or Michelle? No, this is cousin Sarah. Okay, okay. Sorry. I was like so Sorry. confused at how pleasant this book review was. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking the cereal would bring it in. A new cereal would have been like, was like this book is dumb. This is so if much. You're a total yeah, okay, idiot. Okay. You'll love it. No, Continue. this is cousin Sarah. Okay, perfect. Okay, this is a very solid yeah. mailbag. Yeah. Sarah, ten out of ten. Mailbag. Yeah. Um, she said, it is a surprise and delight. Mm-hmm. It is a great read or audible listen. Mm-hmm. It's read by the Scottish author. Who doesn't love a Scottish accent? Ooh, interesting. Um, especially for folks who aren't as open or intuitive and need some science or logic behind alternative practices. Uh-huh. As I evolve on my own woo-woo journey, I really enjoyed it and found it super interesting. Haven't... Okay, here we go. Good book review. Oh, Close it out. Book review. Um, <laughs> here we go, Cousin Sarah. Take us home. Having proven my loyalty to the pod in this carefully constructed mailbag, mm-hmm. I, I humbly request a nickname. Ooh. The Hash Brown? The Omelet? I'll defer to your collective expertise. I have complete faith in you. In conclusion, I'd like to reserve my spot for the live on-site recording extravaganza event. I imagine we'll come rolling into your neighborhood in a party bus packed with Clevelanders. Tiddaloo for now, cousin I just got a visual of like all my wild, crazy cousins just rolling in, ready to just create a scene. Michael mocked the live show earlier and, and he was like, I mean, why don't you do it? And I was like, Michael, a live show takes some time to plan. Yeah, seriously. Like, we got to get promo. We got to get tickets. We got to get grandma, the menu, the whole, whole thing. thing. 
Sarah, thank you. Okay. That was a delight. Her I will thing. listen to that um, audio book about crystals and healing and all that. That sounds very interesting. Um, okay. Sarah's nickname. Did we have someone who was the hash? Yeah, it's Carnes. Carnes is the hash. Carnes is God, the hash. I'm sorry, Carnes. I'm, apologies. The omelet. I might need to think on Sarah. I know. She's so good. And like, she is a meal. I almost. You know, she's a whole meal. I know. Because, she, I mean, that mailbag, hello. She dedicated. That was a full plate yeah. of goodies. Yeah. So an omelet is good for for me, for you. And I do love an omelet. It's very versatile. Uh-huh. Which she brought versatility uh-huh. in with this mailbag. Uh-huh. Um, Sarah, do you want to be a certain type of omelet? Like, are you a Western omelet type of girl? Greek omelet? I mean, ham and cheese? You could choose your choice. Yeah. Um, I like the omelet. We haven't had anybody, you know, it's interesting. We don't have anybody really moving into the category of eggs other than the quiche. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't have any scrambles out there. We don't. We don't have an omelet. Yeah. We don't have a Benedict. Sarah's not a scramble, though. I mean, she's together. She's together. She's articulate. Yeah. I feel like an omelet's a good suggestion. I don't want to. I don't want to pressure you or influence you, but I do. You know. Yeah. <laughs> She's your cousin. She is the omelet. Yeah. I feel good about Sarah, it. Sarah the omelet. Sarah, the omelet. Cousin Sarah the omelet. Let us know if that serves you. I feel good about it. I feel for all the reasons I just yeah. explained. It's yeah. a good one. It's kind of a no-brainer. Maria, you don't get a nickname because your name is Melissa Gordon. <laughs> yeah, just so you know that. Is your brunch nickname. Yes. Because that's who you are. Um, Closing us out. Yes. We love our male listeners. Yes. Shout out to Carnes. Shout out to Tom. Shout out to Michael Bear. Congo. Shout out to Congo. Shout out to, uh, who's who's there? Russell. Oh. Cheerio. Russell. Russell. Cheerio. Russell. I mean, it's a nice little yeah. demographic. Um, we have some heroes in the mix. We have a new male listener who actually sent us a mail bag. This is our second mail mail bag. Nice. None other than the Danny boy. <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey. Da- hey, Danny. Hey, welcome to Biscuits in the Ham. Um, and pleased already by the mailbag. Yeah. Yeah. I did request it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's nothing of that thirsty for mail. But he did not have to do it, and he yeah. did. So okay. we appreciate you. Okay. Um, Danny says biscuit slash ham. Yeah. We are one. <laughs> we, are we are one. one we are together. We are she. Um, I'm a new listener to me. the podcast. I think you ladies are simply the funniest. Aww. Listening to how you orchestrated a poll of which fictional character's hair best matched DJ Bobby Cheddar's made by day. <laughs> also, where can I get my biscuits and the ham shirt? Danny. <sighs> we need um, merch. That story of us harassing sweet baby Bob. Well, we, we talked to Danny today. Both of us did. Yeah. Caught up with him. And he said, I need to listen to an episode. What should I listen to? Laura said, you would tell me. And I said, <laughs> you need to listen to. I, I thought about it. And I was like, don't tell us. We can't start a cult. We talk about Bob. You know Bob. It'll remind you of when we were kids and we were fun kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so glad he listened. Yeah. He said he would. We'll see how, you know, if he hangs in there. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe he'll become a super fan. Maybe he'll just dip in. Yeah. And that's okay. I feel like we should get a guest going. Like yeah. we had Jesse back, which was a lovely yeah. thing. I keep telling the Pancake Sisters we need to have them back. And we have to have them back before too long because yes. they have a lot to say 
about all sorts of things. I want like a Friday night. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like we have some other guests that we've talked tossed around. Clam. The clam. Uh, my sister Tara. Your sister Tara. Um, I feel like Dana and Natalie, I've both suggested, and they're like, I would just sit and watch and giggle. Some people, they're like more of the uh, the introvert vein, just like grandma. They want to be here. They want to giggle, but they don't necessarily want to be for sure jumping in on the mic, but they may. They may. The mood strikes them. I've recently been wondering, and this is a conversation for another day because this is the longest pod that we've Mm -hmm. ever recorded. Um. I've been having some thoughts that I might have typed Ashley wrong. Hmm? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. We got to, we will save this for Something after. for a later day, but okay. I've identified a type of personality that the people that I know are that type. I keep circling back to being like, is Ashley that? All right. Let's, let's, I want to go through that when yeah. we finish. Topic um, for another day. The one thing I was going to mention. Welcome, Danny. To put, Thank you for the mailbag. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Um, do you think Darlene would ever be a guest? And yeah. do some sort of spiritual. Maybe, but Michelle also said she's very private. So hmm. I don't know. We don't have we to, have use, to get over that. We won't, we won't use We might names. use a pseudonym. Yeah. Yeah. But. I think she would be really a nice guest. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Um, well, Catherine, this was a lovely time. Hopefully it all records. And if it doesn't, then we'll be <laughs> looking for a new platform. And uh, in the meantime. Till next time. There's, there's always brunch. brunch.